back to the Six Side Culture podcast. This time, it's only myself and Danny. Franchette is out. Uh, he has work today, and uh, we couldn't really fit in having him on. So, uh, yeah, he's out for the day. But, uh, Dan, how are you feeling after that big uh, Napoli win? Yeah, no, I'm feeling, like, ecstatic. I was very happy uh, starting off the season on a good note. Uh, well, not much. It wasn't the perfect match for us to start the season. Most of them did get a red card. Uh, which is not a good sight to see. He might be uh, missing the general match, and apparently now they're saying it's a two-match suspension, so he'll probably miss the Juve match. Uh, hopefully not the appeals. They can reduce it to one, and I think they should reduce it to one because it wasn't really a big offense like that. Like, because said, oh, yeah, okay, it's worth it. It's maybe one at most. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it was a good weekend for me in new end. So of course. Got to our team... Uh, win start the season on the right note and i'm excited to uh, record this podcast yeah definitely uh yeah quick uh just a quick thing i want to bring up my voice if you guys can't tell is uh completely gone i'm a little under the weather so uh yeah if i uh my voice gives out a few times this podcast you know why i probably sound a little bit different right now but i'm trying to push through it yeah, so like Dan said, obviously we're very happy. Um, it was a fun match today. I'm pretty sure Sedia yeah, scored more goals than any other league this past weekend, so that's great to see. A lot of red cards. And not that's, good to uh, see. Yeah, it's not good to see. Um, I guess people are rusty with their tackles or just losing their head quick. I don't know, but uh, yeah, a lot of red cards. I think there's seven red cards this past weekend. Yeah, so, six or seven, yeah, I believe. Yeah, six or seven. So that's, uh, yeah, that's insane. I didn't expect that. But, uh, yeah, there's been some good games. Uh, obviously, for Chad, if he was on this one, he wouldn't be uh, too happy. So maybe it's better he's missing it. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get into the Juve game later on. But, yeah, just to start off quick here. First match, obviously, match day one. Inter Genoa, the champs, you know, they came. And uh, I think a lot of people had doubts about Inter heading into not only the Genoa match, but the whole season because they lost, obviously, a lot of players. But they looked really good. They, uh... They impressed me. I didn't expect them to come out that strong. A 4 nothing win is no joke, obviously, no matter who you're playing. And, uh, yeah, Inter looked really good. I was impressed. Chalnoglu, uh, just fit in right away. Jekyll had a great game. He, you know, he did normal Jekyll things, handled the play well. And, uh, yeah, everyone looked really good. Vidal got a goal. Badella did well. Skriniar, Skriniar, in my opinion. He's, might be the best center back in the league, if not top three. He's just, he's an incredible screen yard. And uh, yeah, overall, Inter looked really good. Uh, you know, I don't want to say, uh, it's too impressive because obviously Genoa, money wise, like financially and just everything, they're in a, a pretty big mess right now. Their club isn't in the best state. So you would expect Inter to win, but, uh, either way, they were just, they really didn't impress. Uh, no matter who you got to play and said, yeah, to win four nothing, it's not easy, so. Yeah, yeah, they were good. I was impressed. And maybe, you know, maybe we, uh, we doubted Inter a bit. Maybe they can challenge for Scudetto still. Maybe it's, uh, it's not out of the question. They can go back to back here. But yeah, what do you think about the match? Yeah, no, they, for me, uh, again, it's very hard for us in Canada, especially when TLN doesn't show the games to access games. So I did the best I can to try to stream it. But from what I watched, Inter did look impressive. Uh, John Oglu had a very strong match for his, uh, you can say his debut for Syria, debut for Inter. Uh, Jekyll got on the goal sheet. Uh, John Oglu played really, really well. Uh, the back line looked pretty solid, didn't have much to do. Um, so it was a good start for Inter, especially now under Inzaghi. 
Uh, you can probably expect them to fight till the end. Uh, I think that's what Inter's going to do, especially with the guys that they have. Uh, maybe if they bring in maybe one more guy before the end of the window. Uh, so who knows? But I think Inter will contend for the top uh, for the Scudetto this season. I just think they have the good core of players. They have that winning mentality coming off uh, Scudetto season. So for me, I think Inter could be a side. You can't take them lightly. There's some people who say, oh, Inter won't make it top five. Just that. I still think if you want the favorites to win until you beat the champs, then uh, Inter, for me, you could say they could be favorites uh, after this weekend. Maybe the way uh, Juve played, uh, and especially the way Inter played, you can tell that Inter, it looks like they still have that strike from last season. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but it was a very good start for Inter, and especially like with guys like Chanogu performing well, Jekyll performing well, uh, the back line, De Vrij and Skriniar performing well. So we'll see what happens on uh, this coming match day, but uh, Inter are no uh, easy task, and, and people should uh, give them the respect that they, they deserve. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Well said, Dan. Uh, yeah, you can't count out a champion. You know, once you win a Scudetto, there's something about your team. You know how to win games, and there's a different edge about you when you're playing, and the players, you know, when you have to fight adversity, they know how to deal with it better because they do have the experience of winning a Scudetto. So, uh, yeah, Inter, you can't count them out. It's way too soon to count them out. Just by looking at their, their squad, it's still a strong squad. I feel, I feel like people might be overreacting. Obviously, yeah. it's not as strong as last year, player for player, but... Uh, as a team, they're a great team, and they got great players. So, uh, yeah, I expect big things from Inter. Also, Atalanta, you know, a team that I said in the standings prediction, if you guys didn't listen to that one, I, I recommend. It was a fun one. Uh, we give our uh, predictions for the whole standings. And, uh, yeah, I so said Atalanta. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the Serie A. I still put Juve, but I think Atalanta wouldn't be shocked. And, I was kind of disappointed, to be honest, by uh, Atalanta against Torino. They didn't look like the same Atalanta. But, you know, that's fair enough because it's their first game. You know, a lot of teams didn't look the same. I'm sure like the, you'll talk about Napoli soon, Dan, but obviously in the first half, I watched the game back. Napoli didn't look the best, but second yeah. half to go into the game. No team's going to look the best in the first game. Uh, friendly to an actual game is completely different. And, uh, yeah, Atalanta, I have no doubts they'll get back into their old form, but... Uh, for this game, uh, individually alone, just, uh, grading them on how they played this game for the 90 minutes they played against Torino. I wasn't impressed. I thought Torino was a better team, to be honest. Uh, Juric, like I said in the predictions, Juric, you cannot put that guy in relegation. Uh, that guy will not let Torino get relegated. I guarantee it. He's such a good manager. They played it well, obviously, peakily at the end there. You know, kind of sour taste for the Torino fans, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's not, it's never fun losing at the last minute, but I thought they deserved a point, maybe even a win. Uh, I was glad to see Belotti get a goal. Obviously, a little bit of a easy, you know, deflection, a little lucky, but, uh, still, they played really well, Torino. I was impressed. And, uh, I think, you know, from the, I wouldn't be surprised if they fight for that 10th spot, maybe, maybe even ninth, like around there, Torino. Yeah. They can do well this year. I think it all depends, too, on if they can keep Bolotti. Like, I know Bolotti's linked to a few teams in the league. Or today, he was just linked to uh, Inter. But I think if Bolotti can stay at Torino, uh, especially with Juric as a coach, and I, I personally believe they have to be stronger in defense. I feel like they're just a little like weak. But that's one thing about Juric. He's a good defensive coach. He 
last few seasons with Verona, they were very good defensively. They were good together as defending as a team. So you could probably see that a lot more this season with uh, Torino. Um, so for me, I think if they keep Belotti, I think uh, Torino have a very good chance to even maybe pitch like top 10, like you said, ends. Uh, for me, yeah, they were the better side against Atalanta. I think more people have to give Torino credit, saying that Torino played hard and they were the better side instead of saying, oh, Atalanta weren't up to their standards. They should have won this game more. I think it was more Torino playing as a tougher side than saying Atalanta being poor. Uh, but Atalanta ended up getting the win. Uh, Piccoli, this, you know what? And this kid could have a good season. Last season, he was very impressive. Uh, in the few games he played with uh, Spezia, uh, if they can keep if they keep uh, Piccoli at Atalanta, I think uh, he can have a very good season for them. And he's one talent that uh, a lot of play, uh, people who follow the league should uh, write his name down because this kid could be uh, a good player for the their Zuri even and maybe the next five four or five years. So he's one to uh, look out for for sure. Yeah, and hopefully he can keep it up because I know we need a number nine. So. Uh yeah, Piccoli looked really good. Uh, I was happy to see him score. Uh, but you know that suck for Torino. I'm a big Juric fan. I wanted to see him get maybe a draw. And obviously for Roma and Napoli, Juve, Inter, Milan, it's better if Atalanta don't win. Yeah. So it was obviously that factor. But um, yeah, I'm not just saying because I wanted him to lose. Uh, Torino did deserve at least a point in that game. I thought. But you know that's how it happens. You know sometimes in Calcio, uh, People, you know, find a way to steal a, a game, steal a win. And, you know, that's how you win a Scudetto at the end of the day. Sometimes you need that last-minute uh, winner to get you the three points. So, yeah, credit to Atalanta. They, uh, they found a way to win, and that's all that matters, really, at the end of the day. There's also Juve Udinese, which, uh, you know, I kind of wish we had from Shanda's pod for that one. Uh, obviously, Juve first half and second half, it was night and day. First half, Juve looked incredible. Yeah. Dybala looked like the second coming of Messi, like people have been saying for the last 10 years. But he actually looked like Messi for a little bit there. He was incredible. Uh, you know, I still think he'll have a really good year, Dybala. But uh, yeah, that second half, once uh, Ronaldo came on, I'm not saying it's because of him, but once he came on, I think Juve looked a little bit too comfortable. They thought, oh, we have to send a bag. And uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, Udinese, they got a pen. And, you know, Chesney's fault. But, yeah, it was a pen. There's no denying that. 100% that was a pen. Oh, and, uh, Yeah, and they buried it. They got one back. I'm watching the game. I'm like, eh, I still don't see uh, Woodinese winning this uh, or coming back into tie. Uh, they don't look like, – they looked pretty good, to be honest, at certain points in the match. They were controlling it. But, you know, for the ugly style, it's kind of like Mourinho's, how they sit back and um, – it's part of the game plan. It's not because Udinese is better than Juventus, because Allegri likes to sit back. And, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, Juve have this one. They're fine. But then, I don't know, as the match went on, and then Chesney's howler. I don't even know how to describe that. For a keeper yeah. of his uh, quote-unquote quality and at this level of, uh, you know, of the sport, you'd expect better from uh, someone who's been in big matches. And I don't even think you'll see that for me if we, like, <laughs> try to if I even tried to do what he did, like I don't think I would be able to. Yeah, that was like if, that was awful. Like, especially from like a professional, like understand, like say like lower league soccer, whatever, like Serie C, Serie D, whatever. But Serie A keeper, and especially one who represents like Poland. I know goal. I know goal. A lot of times players make mistakes. Goalies make mistakes. It's part of the game. But 
two in one game for Chesney, and he's known for making a lot of mistakes. Uh, I think Juve might have to consider looking for a new goalie and in January or even next season. Like if he continues like that, you can't rely on him. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, the reports uh, earlier in the summer of Allegri wanting Chesney over Donnarumma, uh, yeah, that's kind of looking pretty bad right now. After what Donnarumma did in the Euros and what Chesney did today. Well, not today, but yesterday. Um, not even yesterday, what am I saying? No, Sunday. Two, yeah, yeah two, two days ago. But, uh, yeah, that was terrible. You, you can't do that. It cost Juve uh, an important two points there. You, they could add two more points, but instead they're coming away with one. And, yeah, that was really the, the story of the match. And then it comes to the end there. Ronaldo scores an incredible goal, to be honest. It was a really nice goal, but it was waved off. His hand was offside. The offside rule, it's, to me, uh, the part of your body you can't score with shouldn't be offside. It's just like, you can't score with your hand, so why is your hand yeah, being offside? Yeah, why is it offside? I still think it has to be, like, personally, I think they should go with the old rule, like, if your whole body is offside. Like, or, like, three-quarters of your body safe, like, you know what I mean? So, like, say yeah, your yeah. back foot's onside, that should be considered. As long as one part of your body's onside, that should be considered onside. Like, in, like in football, like, it's kind of like in football. I'm going to use trying to use a football term. If you get both feet down with possession, it's a catch. But if you get one and then drag the other one, it's still a catch because you end up getting both. Like, it's... I still think, like, for uh, soccer, like, it should be the whole body. Or, like, if it's clear and obvious, then it's offside. But, like, you can't be offside by a shoulder or a foot, like a like a hand. Like, it's, I don't know, it makes it weird. Like, it doesn't look like it's a lot. And it's a lot of times, too. Like, it's, like, it takes away the, um, what's we're looking for? Like, kind of, like, the, uh, the game. Like, it kind of takes away the, the point of the game and the goals, too. If they want, they fans want to see goals. Making it harder for teams to score, that draws a lot of uh, non-interest from, like, neutrals. So, I don't know. The offside rule is very confusing, especially in Italy. And I don't know about England because I haven't really seen much. I think in England they're trying to fix it now and make it, like, better. So, hopefully Italy can uh, learn from that and uh, implement that system into uh, their leagues. Yeah, it's, the rule is just a big mess. Uh, it's hard to understand it. Like like I said, if you can't score up your hand, then why can it be offside? It's just, it's ridiculous. If you're a Uber fan, I'd be pretty mad that that happened to my team. Obviously, uh, as a Roma fan, I'm happy they drew. It's better for us. But <laughs> at the same time, if you want to look at it, you know, no bias involved, uh, yeah, it's kind of dumb. I'd be very upset if I was a Uber fan. Oh, yeah. Any, any Uber fan has a right to be upset with that call. But, uh, I guess technically they follow the rules of the refs. Technically, whatever, he made the right call. But um, I think the rule in general shouldn't be uh, – it needs to be changed and updated because you yeah, can't – Yeah, they have to yeah, it's fix too, it. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, we also saw the, de- the debut of Locatelli. He came in for basically no time. It was like a couple minutes at the end. And uh, I guess just give him a run. But still, I don't know. Like Juve, they look good for a little bit there. And then obviously uh, they dropped they dropped off big time in the second half. Dybala, I just want to give notice that beautiful ball he gave Cuadrado for Cuadrado's goal. What a ball that was! That was incredible. That was, wow. I just I've been saying on this podcast for a while. I just think Dybala for Ronaldo when he's the star of the show. I think he thrives. He does much better 
Um, he produced a lot more for the for the club and for the squad in the field, and I feel like he he loves being that center of attention and that that go-to guy, that the captain. And when Ronaldo's there, I feel like Ibala's kind of like in the background, and no one is overshadowed. overshadowed. And you know, let's be honest, Ronaldo's Ronaldo. He needs to have the ball. You need to give him the ball. That's just how it is. It's the reality of it. And when he's not there, I feel like they play more like a team. And sure, you know, Ronaldo. A player of his quality is always important, you know, just like he scored a last minute goal. Only Ronaldo can really do that, like a goal like that. But, um, still, just as a team for 90 minutes, I feel like they're better off about Ronaldo, but in the big matches and big moments when you need him most, Ronaldo will come up. He's a, probably one of the most clutch players of all time. I'll give him that. Yeah. He always steps up in the big moments, but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world that the new fans are overreacting. You know, games like this happen. I know it's obviously, They've only had one game, so that's all I can really base them off of, so it's going to sting more, but I don't know. I think they're overreacting. It's one still, match. It's still very early in the yeah. season. There's still big Nothing matches to games. play. You're good. Like, like a big match already is uh, coming in match day three when uh, we play Juve. Uh, so that's a huge match. They still have big matches coming up. So that right now, too, and the first game is always, for me, I think it's one of the most – for me, I treat it as one of the most – important games because I like starting off the season on the winning uh, foot, like the right foot. like make, like And then there's a lot of times too where teams in the first half, usually you see it a lot more in the first half, maybe first 25 minutes, 30 minutes, they do tend to make a lot of mistakes and they improve on it. Good teams will improve on it for the second half. And Juve, like, yeah, the one thing, they start off very well. Just the problem with that they didn't continue to improve. They, again, like you said, that they sat back. They go, okay, this game's over. Boom, Udinese came back and got the two, uh, got the one point. They tied it up. Uh, yeah, you can say, oh, but if it wasn't for Chelsea's mistakes, um, and that offside goal, you've ever won. Yeah, you can say that, but there's a lot of times where you can say that in the past too. So, for me, I think Juve fans need to just like, not like, again, like yeah, I would be like a little like. Livid, like if that happened to like Napoli and say, like for like against Venezia, I would have been a lot livid actually. But as the as the days go on, you just have to relax. You gotta take in the game. We watch the game. Look what you guys did right. Look at the mistakes you make, and hopefully the they can improve for the match day too, and uh, you guys can get the win, get the W in the win column. Yeah, and for those of them blaming Allegri, I know for Chess probably one of them. Yeah. Allegri, you know, it's not PlayStation. He can't control the goalie. He can't, like, move Chesney around. That was completely Chesney, you know. I don't like saying, because uh, it is a team sport, I don't like blaming a game of one player, but come on, both goals were because of him, because of the penalty, and then the huge hair with, the, with his feet there at the end. So, yeah, it, it's Chesney's fault, you know. Both goals weren't from a team uh, miscommunication or from uh, a lack of tactical intelligence. It was straight it was mistakes. from mistakes. Two errors, so yeah, it's um, it's not something Allegri can really fix. It's just Chesney himself in his own head he needs to fix what he did there. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's not a big deal. It's the first game of the year. And yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine. You uh, they always do this. They even had that year. I forgot when it was. It might have been 20, one, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, there was one year like we go. Oh my gosh, you like I was like people were talking. Could you not finishing Europe, can you, like, you're going to be bottom of the league. Like, it's, it's all this stupid stuff, and then they end up winning the league by, like, 20 points. Yeah. So it's a long season. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, 
Yeah, it's the first time. Franchise likes to say that's his franchise favorite, the famous line. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they'll be fine. It's you, but they'll be more than fine. And moving on to the next one, then obviously, Napoli Venezia. Yeah, it was on the same time as Roma, so I didn't get a good chance to watch it. I watched some highlights back. I saw uh, the first half back, but um, I didn't see the second half or any of it, so. You take the take the reins here. You just say what you got to say about Napoli Venezia and break it down for them. Okay, so yeah, you no. Know, first of all, I want to just uh, say uh, we finally. Uh, I'm part of the Napoli club of Toronto. Uh, we finally, after a year and a half, we had our first meet at the uh, Resto Cafe. So I would like to give a quick thank to Resto Cafe for hosting the game. Uh, I, that's going to be our meeting spot for this season, and hopefully in the future. If, we don't have another like lockdown again, but yeah. So when we got there, we were finishing just watching off the Juve game. So we were very happy that they tied. So we we're all in good spirits. So uh, heading into the match, uh, finally meeting some of the guys for the first time after and meeting people after after a year and a half. Uh, so when the game started, we were just all like happy that Napoli were back. We were excited for the season. Uh, Napoli started off on the right foot. Oshman had a few chances. Uh, got a few shots on target the goalie for Venezia not too familiar with his name just yet uh made a huge mistake where he he almost pulled a like you can say a Chesney he had the ball at his feet passed it up Osman got to there from pressuring and uh went over just went over the bar uh so it was a very good start for Napoli and then the red card happens Osman gets the red card because they were pulling and tugging at his shirt and he retaliated and pushed the guy, which at the time, I didn't think it was a red card. I still think it's a harsh red card. But at the end of the day, anytime you make even a little contact to the face, it's a red card. And then from there, Zelensky goes down with an injury. And it seems like the pieces were going to fall in the wrong places for us. So it wasn't the best after that. But not they kept their composure. They played hard. Vanessa really didn't fret too much. They had a few chances where we either, we made a nice defensive play from Koulibaly, who was solid. Him and Manolas were solid all game. Even Di Lorenzo and Ruri had a pretty strong game. Uh, but then penalties happened. The first penalty, Sini steps up, misses it. We go, oh, this is not going to be a game. We're going to either end up tied or find a way to lose, like Napoli always do. But we kept our heads high. Uh, I give Spalletti a lot of credit for this game. He I don't know what was said in this locker room. Uh, I don't know what he said, but he uh, made sure that the players stayed focused and we got the job done. And Cine scored the penalty. And then a beautiful goal from Elmas, who um, I think this season he can have a big season uh, playing in the cam role, playing in the advanced role. Uh, scored a beautiful goal. And Napoli got the 2 nothing win. It was very happy to start the season, especially with a clean sheet, which is something that Napoli rarely do nowadays it seems like but it's uh it's, a, it's very it was happy that we started off two nothing uh Spalletti first half you could tell the players were a little rusty uh it seemed like at times we were playing a little too slow which is not like which is something that we did a lot under Gattuso we played slow um uh, we passed it back a lot uh, we didn't go forward but in the second half we improved as a team. We started attacking well, especially down to 10 men, which is even harder to do. Uh, we were playing very quick. We were playing using the wings a lot more, we having guys like Politano and Insigne dictate to play. 
so it's going to be interesting now to see what we do uh, heading into the general match. If we're going to start a guy like, say, Lozano up top, or if we're going to go 4-3-3 with Insigne, maybe Lozano, Insigne, and Politano play Insigne as kind of like a center forward as a false nine. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of options. Who knows? Maybe hopefully Merchant. I don't think Merchant's no, he won't be available for the game, but it would be nice. Who knows if they're going to go with Batania, maybe just go for that big target guy, or if we're going to play very quick with Insigne as a center forward. But it was a very, I'm very happy with the result. Very happy that I got to celebrate the game with uh, all the members of the Napoli club who attended that meet. Uh, so, yeah, it was just an overall great experience. And I'm just happy that Napoli started off on the winning uh side of things to begin the season and uh, hopefully Spalletti and uh, the boys can continue this throughout the season. Yeah, no, it was a big win for Napoli. Uh, I was looking, obviously, on my Twitter feed uh, during the Roma game because it was going on to the Napoli game. And I saw Zielinski got hurt. I saw the red card of Ossie, man. I'm like, oh, God, it's not looking good for Napoli. And in the second half, um, yeah, like you said, then you guys really woke up and uh, you brought it to Venezia. And, you know, people can say, oh, it's only Venezia, but there is no such thing as an easy game at this level. Every game is tough in its own right. Sometimes playing smaller clubs are harder because they sit back so much. And obviously not play at 10 men, so it makes it even diff- more difficult. So, yeah, it shows a lot of character for a team to come back and uh, get the win when they're down a man. So, yeah, uh, congrats to you guys. Big win and uh, yeah, great way to start the season. Now moving on. Roma-Fiorentina, I think Daniel agrees, probably the biggest game of the weekend, just matchup-wise. Oh, uh, easily, yeah. Fiorentina, the no joke, especially under Italiano. I really, really rate him highly as a manager. I think he's a fantastic manager. He knows how to win games, and he does, you know, uh, okay, it's a little too far. I know Mourinho fans will kill me for saying this, but just uh, mentality-wise and the way to set up the team, he does remind me of Mourinho a bit. They're very similar in a way. But, um, yeah, just putting that aside, even player for player, they have a really strong squad. And um, I knew it would be a tough game. I said in the last part, I didn't expect. Uh, I actually thought we'd lose, to be honest, because, uh, you know, it's tough to go from playing in Turkey and then playing right on Sunday. Like, we're tired. It's early in the season. We're not really conditioned properly. And uh, I was really shocked with how we came out. The first uh, 20, 25 minutes, we didn't look the best. I said Fiorentino was a better team. And then, obviously, uh Tammy Abraham, he ran by Dragoski, got to the ball first, and Dragoski took him out. He got a straight red. People want to say it's controversial. I completely disagree. I don't think I'm being biased saying that. I think it was a straight red. Tammy Abraham easily could have just either shot it right after getting by him, or people are saying, oh, it's going wide, but it only went wide because he got tackled. That's why Rossi had control of the ball. But, uh, yeah, he could easily score there and done something, and uh, caused problems for Fiorentina, so yeah, straight red. He wasn't the last man, but he was in line with the last man, so he was close to being the last man. Either way, it's a dangerous tackle for Dragosti to come out like that when someone's running full speed. And uh, yeah, they got the red, they went down to 10 men. From that point forward, we actually looked worse. Uh, you know, when we were up uh, 11 to 10 men, we looked terrible. It didn't look too good. Obviously, Abraham swept the whole play for Nicky's goal. He he played exceptional football throughout the whole 90 minutes. It was incredible. Well, he didn't play 90 minutes. He played, I think, about 60 or 70 minutes around there. But uh, for the time he was on, you know, for a guy who hasn't trained with the team yet, 
just came to a new uh, new city, a new country, and doesn't speak the language. And like I said, he hasn't practiced with the team yet. For him to put on a performance like that really impressed me. He showed passion throughout the whole match. He was yelling. Um, he was cheering on his teammates. And when they were looking at VAR twice, he was praying. He was really into the match. And that's something, no, I don't want to throw shade at Jekyll. Uh, I love Jekyll. He's one of my favorite Roma players. And obviously, you know, it's up and down with him. But one thing I never liked about Jekyll is that he just gave me the vibe where he didn't care. He didn't show any passion unless he scored. He just, I don't know, something about him looked very, uh, just lazy sometimes with his effort. And Tammy was just screaming and jumping and, uh, he was enjoyed to watch. He got a standing ovation when he came out. But yeah, that play of Mickey, he showed patience. He kept his head up. He saw Mickey there playing him just onside, perfect timing, and Mickey put it away to go up one nothing. Great, great, great goal. Then, uh, obviously, Nico, he uh, got a second yellow. And, you know, the foul itself, I don't think warrants the yellow, but uh, the situation does, because it was a counterattack, so I don't understand why he got the yellow. It was a fair it was a fair second yellow. But, yeah, the foul itself was soft, but it was a counterattack, so it makes sense to give him a, a second yellow. So then we went to 10-10. And, uh, from that point forward, I thought we looked, we looked alright, but we had some difficulties still. Then Milenkovic got that beautiful, just nice touch and finish in the box really well there. And, uh, yeah, from that point, I was like, uh, not looking too good. And then we really came alive after Fiorentina tied it up. That's when we really took control of the game. Uh, we showed character. Mourinho was screaming his head off. I thought he was playing the game. He was sweating like a maniac and, I just love seeing his passion on the sideline. And, yeah, we just really turned it up from there. And he saw Tammy uh, almost scored that header. Pellegrini, beautiful play where he, I forgot who it was, but he chipped it over a player and then crossed it in to Tammy, who headed off the crossbar. Would have been a beautiful goal. And then what a, just what a play from Tammy. Uh, he holds his run. Instead of shooting, he plays the better two, puts it away to make it 2-1. Uh, great play from Tammy. Uh, really high IQ this game. Uh, his ability to hold up the play. I don't think he missed a pass. Uh, holding his run is what I really like about him. His attacking positioning was exceptional. And uh, yeah, he'll only get better with time as he uh, you know continues to learn more about his teammates, his people, and uh, practice with the team and understands what Mourinho wants. I'll only get better from here. We had Tammy Abraham, fantastic debut, two assists. The first ever Roma player to get two assists on their debut. And, uh, yeah, just big credit to him and what a signing. Now I know why Mourinho wanted him. I didn't know much about him, but, uh, after watching that game, I could see why we wanted him. He's, he fits the Serie A perfectly. Just a big striker who can hold up the play like that and finish, uh, very smart. So yeah, uh, fantastic debut for Tammy Abraham. And then for the third goal, obviously, a Shimurudov came in for Abraham. And Shamurudov, man, he's been killing it. And I mean killing He's been incredible. Uh, ever since arriving in the preseason, three goals, two assists in three games. And in this game, he comes on. And just what a play. Shakes off a couple guys. Uh, lost his bounce for a second, but still stayed up. He showed his strength and played an incredible ball to Vedatu, who, uh, yeah, finished it for a second. And, uh, yeah, big ups to Vedatu. That guy... I know, Dan, you really like Vettatu, and I think everyone yeah. 
He likes him. He's uh, he's incredible. In my opinion, he's a top three midfielder in the league. He's up there with Barella, I think, in my opinion. I'm not just being biased. Last year, last year he scored 12 goals from a CDM spot. Right now he has two in his first match. He makes very smart runs and not a lot of midfielders make. And he puts himself in the right spot. He wins the ball back. And uh, this guy must have unlimited cardio or something. I don't know how he doesn't gas out. He runs like a, a madman all match. Kind of reminds me of uh, Nangolan when we had him. He was he was incredible. So uh, yeah, big up Savetta too. I thought the whole team really played well. Vigna, I liked how he played in his debut. Ibanez, I think if I had to rank the best players this game, I'd say Tammy number one, second Veda two, and third Ibanez. Ibanez under Mourinho has been exceptional, and um, I'm looking forward to see how he continues to grow and develop. Mancini is Mancini; he always plays great. He's been incredible in preseason as well. Uh, Nico, obviously, we didn't get to see much of him because he got a red. Pellegrini, you know, he had some uh, some interesting decisions with his passing, but uh, overall I thought he played great. He woke up really uh, afterwards. Uh, who am I forgetting? Yeah, Cristante. Yeah, Cristante, I really want to talk about. He was incredible. I really liked him. I don't see many people talking about him. He uh, he surprised me. You know, that, that Agista role is something we've been lacking. And I still don't think he's a man for a job. He's not really a natural Agista, but the way he filled in that match, I thought he did great, and I uh, really liked him. Uh, he defensively, made some big, big plays, saved us a couple goals, and uh, he did great. Patricio, incredible. Like, he had a great game. I made a lot of nice stops, and, yeah, big signing for him. His experience, we needed that. And overall, I thought we did great. Mourinho, I like how I set up the team. We have more character now. We're fighting every second of the match, and I'm looking forward to what, uh, you know, what continues to uh, develop with this Roma team. I'm really excited for the year. And uh, credit to Fiorentino. Yeah. They got a strong team. Italiano. I think they're good. Yeah, he's... And the scary part is that, like like you said, to Roma, are like Fiorentino are a tough team, very tough team. So for Roma to get the win against them, it shows that they... I think Roma are going to be very, like, serious contenders this year for top four, top five. I know I have them fifth, but again... Everything can interchange. Every match day, standings change, whatever. And Tam Abraham, I watched just the highlights because, again, the Napoli game was on during that time. He, he he looked like he bossed the Fiorentina team. Like He he looked good at this game, man. And hopefully, as a Roma fan, you guys hopefully like he can, you guys hope he can continue this. As a Napoli fan, I don't because what <laughs> if this guy can play like he can this I I don't know what Chelsea were thinking. Like even buying Timo Werner. Like I I think Abraham's better. Like he, the way he plays, I think Abraham could be a better fit. But you know what? At the end of the day Roma he's a Roma player now. I think he'll be a monster at Roma. I think he could be a top five striker in the league. He can assist, he can score goals, he can pretty much do a, a lot of things uh people want their strikers to do. And uh, especially under Mourinho I think he could be a factor for Roma. And I got give Fiorentina credit too. They they played hard, even though going down to ten men early on, losing their starting keeper is always tough for them to come back trying to pick up a win. They played hard, um, and like you said, and Italiano's a good coach, and I think they're gonna get better too. If reports are true, uh, maybe Baradi might be looking to uh, sign for Fiorentina. I know Torreira is having is He's having so his medical today. Yeah. So, 
Fiorentina guys don't if they can sign at least maybe if they sign Barardi and and I think Toledo's almost a done deal. I think it's ninety percent done now. Uh they're a side that you can't take lightly either because they got good players ever. They still have Laovic. They signed Nicolas Gonzalez. They got Torreira, potentially Baradi. They have Milinkovic still there. Uh, Dragoski is a pretty good keeper too. They got a good coach now. They could be a side that like you can't mess with or take lightly because they can uh, make you pay. So Roma, they got the job done, and that's all like Roma fans ask for. And I know Ends asked for that too. So uh, I know I know Ends, you're kind of mad that they didn't get the clean sheet, but. At least you guys got the W, and uh, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, my favorite thing in football is a, a clean sheet. I love a good clean sheet. So, uh, yeah, I was disappointed we didn't get it, but, you know, all that matters really is three points, and we got it. And, uh, yeah, I'm proud of the team, and hopefully uh, Tammy, I know we're all in love with him already after one match. Hopefully he can keep it up. And I think it's good for the yeah, too, if an Englishman really thrives in the league because he's a very popular player. So, uh, yeah, if he continues like this, I think I said, yeah, he could be the next Lukaku, how Lukaku really blew up in the league and gave the league a big name. I think Tim Abraham could be the next guy for that. So, uh, yeah, very happy with the win. And speaking about winning and uh, top teams, Milan, they got a win over Sampdoria yesterday. Um, there was there some interesting moments in the match. I thought, number one, uh, Mike Mannion, he's a great keeper with his feet especially. That guy... I wouldn't mind him in Roma's midfield. Uh, <laughs> he was a colossal. Like, left back? Yeah, yeah, probably left back. You get him on Napoli. He was incredible. I really like how he plays with his feet and um, he made some great saves. In my opinion, he was the man of the match, best player on the pitch that day. He was just, I can't get over him. He was, he was really good. Uh, yeah, he set up almost two goals for Milan. Uh, with his feet, I just, I've never seen that before. So, yeah, credit to him. Big signing for Milan. I obviously don't know much about him because, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, I'm not an avid league owner watcher. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he looks like a great keeper. Ibrahim Diaz, Milan's number 10, got them on the board. Great goal. Not actually created by, uh, Mannion. They all started from him. So, uh, yeah, great goal for Ibrahim Diaz. I wouldn't say great goal, but it was, uh, it was nice for him to score. Uh, I think he'd be a great uh, part of Milan's team going forward. Uh, I was really surprised by Tonali, to be honest. Tonali, I don't rate him highly. I still don't after one game, but um, I thought he did well. You know, I think it'll be very important for Tonali to step up, especially with the African Cup of Nations coming up this year. The losing uh, Castier, which uh, that's a big loss for and, uh, ben Asir, and Ben Asir as well. And uh, yeah, especially Castier because I feel like that guy is just the, the heart of this team. So, yeah, Tonali, with those two leaving, he's going to have to have a really good year. So, I think uh, it's a good sign for Milan fans if we can step up. I thought Calabria was class. Uh, I think we all rate Calabria pretty highly. He's a great right back. And, uh, yeah, well done by him to set up the goal as well. He's part of it. He got the assist, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. It was him. So, uh, yeah, Calabria had a great game. Overall, I thought Milan looked good. They created some nice chances. And, uh I think Mike Mannion, in my opinion, was a man of the match. He was just so good. What did you think about the match, Dan? Yeah, no, like you covered it well. And um, Mannion, he had a very strong game. Very, yeah, I was surprised how good he was with his feet. Uh, I didn't really expect that from him. Uh, then again, I don't watch League One games. Sorry, guys. Uh, again, like we're not League One fans. Uh, but 
he was uh very good. He had a strong game. Uh, Diaz got the goal. Uh, I said to uh, I, I think I was saying too like this he could be a factor for them uh in the midfield because they're missing that creative midfielder uh due to Toronto going to Inter. So Diaz hopefully he can fill in those shoes the role that he left. Uh, he did get the goal again. It wasn't the spectacular goal. I do believe Adero should have done better on the goal. Uh, yeah, I think he even he had the he got a lot of it and then just somehow squeezed in. Uh, but take nothing less uh, credit to Diaz. He got the goal. That's all that matters. Milan start off on the winning ways like they uh, did last season, I believe. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Uh, especially like you said, ends with Kessie and uh, Benasser going to uh, the African Cup of uh, Nations. So it'll be interesting to see what Krunic and uh, Tonali can do. Uh, Tonali was surprisingly, like, I was surprised how good he played. Uh, I know he's got there's a few games last season and prior when he was with Brescia. He plays well. It's just, can he continue to do this on a consistent uh, basis? Uh, it was very nice to see uh, Kier play well, too. I think he had a strong game. Uh, so Milan got the clean sheet. They got the win. Uh, so it's a good start, especially now with uh, Mignan and Nett, uh filling the shoes that Donnarumma left. And I think uh, he could be a factor if uh, Milan may do make a top four push. He can be a huge factor for them. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that wraps up our whole match day there. Uh, it was a great match day. It was entertaining. Lots of goals, lots of red cards. And... Uh, it was a great start to uh, the Serie A season, 2021-2022 season, and I think we've got a lot of things to look forward to, um, you know, next match day and uh, going forward. Uh, Dan, you want to end it off? Yeah, so I just want to say, guys, uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to the podcast. Uh, follow our social medias on Twitter, 6 Calcio. Our Instagram is the number 6, and then SideCalcio. Uh, we'll be posting this clip on Apple Podcast, for all our podcasts on Apple Podcast, uh, all the platforms you get the podcast. Uh, for YouTube, uh, it's Six Side Calcio. If you, we're just going to be posting uh, clips on the YouTube from now on. Uh, the full podcast will be on the uh, platforms where we upload our podcast. I uh, just want to say thank you once again to the Napoli Club for t- the Toronto, uh, my buddy Carm and Sorano for setting up a wonderful uh, meet uh, first one in the year and a half i'm looking forward to the future meets we have down the line and uh just thank you guys for the support you give us day in and day out and uh we're going to continue to upload daily syria contact uh, content uh we're just happy the league's back uh and i don't know about you but when napoli kicked off on uh sunday i was i had the biggest smile on uh, on me and uh I am just looking forward to the season, and I'm excited to uh, watch the games now. Yeah, same here. Uh, I can't wait for it to, for the game to start, and uh, when it did, it was a great feeling. So, yeah, it's a great start to the season, and we'll be back next week for match day two. Hope you all have a great week, and ciao. Ciao.